The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. If you're watching the show right now on Stadium, uh, reminder, this is our last segment on Stadium for the day. You can hop on over to Twitch at twitch.tv backslash BetQL or on YouTube or the Odyssey app or the BetQL app or Sirius or XM or any of the thousand other places you can find the show for the Power Hour, the final hour, where Ken and I will give out approximately 748 bets for tonight and for the weekend. Uh, all our thoughts, side in total for every game, Week 8 NFL Sunday, bets of steel, all our bets tonight in the National Hockey League, more games than usual on a Friday, thanks to Frozen Frenzy uh, earlier this week. All our bets tonight in the NBA. Ken has promised us a veritable tome of bets. We'll see how that goes coming up next segment here on the show. And uh, our thoughts and bets on Game 1 of the World Series with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks from Arlington. So again, after the segment, you want to check out the Power Hour, the Final Hour, you should. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. But joining us right now to cap off our uh, two hours on Stadium for today on this phenomenal Football Friday, it's great to welcome him back to the show. His star continues to rise, does unbelievable work for our friends over at The Ringer, writing for The Ringer, um, and hosting The Ringer NFL show, their podcast. His Twitter breakdowns are unbelievable. It's like, 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 like Baldy Jr. almost, and I mean that as like the biggest compliment imaginable for our guy Brian Baldinger that comes on the show on Wednesdays with Baldy's breakdowns. Ben's play sheet when he breaks down like plays and players in the National Football League gets like tons of recognition on social media and deservedly show. So be sure to follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak and again, check out his work at The Ringer and on The Ringer NFL show in podcast form. Ben, thanks so much for joining us, man. Welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week eight. I forgot how you gas up people in these intros, man. It's too much. Oh, yeah. I feel like I gotta, I gotta hit these high standards, high expectations set with this hit now. These intros are something else. Thanks for having oh, me back. Yeah. I appreciate it. And Ben, we've done this exercise for a couple weeks. Uh, we'll do game bets and, and things that you like for this week in a second, where Nick and I, and I, I kind of posed the question to him, like, how many teams do you think you would need to feel not like that you have 100%, but to just feel confident you have the Super Bowl champion? Like, how many teams oh. would you need to be like, I think like almost all the time, 
I got it. So I'll tell you, like Nick had, I think like five or six teams and he, we've kind of like put a team in and out every single week. I've for two weeks, I've just been like, I want Kansas city and I want San Francisco and I'll take Cincinnati in case this is a thing. And I'm, and I'm good. And I think I got the winner oh, yeah? just with those three. Yeah. How, what's, what's your, what would your bucket look like? How many teams do you need in the bucket? My head immediately went to seven. Uh, I, I did AFC. I went uh, chiefs. I took bills still. I took Ravens and I took Dolphins. I don't have the Bengals in that bucket. And then NFC, I took Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys. I'm still I'm still there enough on Dallas. I've heard enough rumors about Dallas being very active at the trade deadline that I think they could still add a player and and, and improve the power ranking a little bit, improve the 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 style a little bit. It's also just a, a very good team, right? Like so much stupid stuff's going on, and the coaching decisions have been dumb, and the Trayvon Diggs injury sucks. All together, it's like the best pressure group that we have. And then it's still been a top 10 offense almost every single season that Dak Prescott's been a quarterback for them, right? Like, this is like a reliable offensive group. They've gotten bounced by the Niners twice in the postseason. All they need is a nice run to not run into San Francisco. And I feel like they can beat everybody who's going to be in the NFC playoffs. So I'm still there on Dallas. Um, I've been there on the Dolphins since the beginning. Dolphins are going to get Javon Holland back. They're going to get Jalen Ramsey back. This defense is going to round out. And then the Ravens are the team to me that uh, – I expect them to be bad in September with the new coaching staff, uh, especially on offense, the new receivers, and then get better and better and kind of peak in November. They're ahead of the schedule, I anticipated. This defense is, to me, the, the scariest one on the AFC side for sure. If there's a defense I trust to take the wind out of the sails of like Mahomes and Allen on back-to-back weeks, I would trust this defense. So those three make it uh, over the bar for me right now. Uh, we will we'll ask Ben his thoughts on the Ravens-Cardinals game and if he thinks Baltimore can cover a huge number as we move along in the interview. But Ben, just want to, you gave us some thoughts there on Dallas, and we grouped, Ken and I did in the first hour of the show and our breakdown of Thursday Night Football and spinning it forward to next week and the rest of the season, like kind of grouped like Buffalo and Dallas together. Like, do you trust either of these teams, Dallas and the NFC and Buffalo and the AFC? I think I'm a little higher on Buffalo's ceiling than Ken is, but even I'm not like... I don't know if Buffalo's ever going into Arrowhead and beating the Chiefs. You included the Bills in your bucket as a team that could potentially yeah. still win the Super Bowl. Why are you still confident in the Buffalo Bills? 17 still play quarterback over there? He does. For yeah, now? I'm good. Here we go. They might win it. <laughs> I, I like, you know, I, uh, the Josh Allen conversations are always fun because he's a mercurial player, right? He's high highs and low lows. And there's always a couple games. There's usually a primetime one where he lays a stinker, right? We had a week one against the Jets. So absolutely, there's reason to to have conversations around Josh Allen. But if you take any number that we use for, you know, catch-all quarterback evaluation, and if you just take, I think, the general eye test over the last five years of football, and if you thanos Patrick Mahomes off the face of the earth, he's gone. He never existed. We would be positive Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league. It's only because he is second and Mahomes is rarefied first, and we never talk about him, he's always the best, that we allow other dudes into the conversation. Like, oh, what about Burrow from, like, last season when the Bengals were going to get their run? You know, they'll, they'll be like, oh, what about a Lamar thing you know, over the course of the season if he keeps playing at this level? We, we add second guys in because, okay, you can't touch Mahomes at one, but maybe QB2 is gettable. If you took Mahomes off the face of the planet, Allen would lead quarterbacking metrics in every metric in, like, all the last three seasons, and you would also watch him and be like, that guy's the Terminator, nobody can do what he does. And so it's only because we have this relative measure of Mahomes who legitimately might be the GOAT that Allen feels gettable. And so Allen, to me, there are, there are two quarterbacks right now who exist in the bucket where if I have to face them in January, I am terrified, I'm shaking in my boots, and I'm doing it for four quarters. And that's 15 in Kansas City and 17 in Buffalo. And we can't take that away from them. The, the Bills, for as long as Allen has Terminator ability, the Bills are going to scare me. Yeah, it's like, well, Allen tweeted the week after they lost that divisional game when, when Casey Cincinnati just pain. 
Like that's because he because Mahomes is in the same yeah. era. They're just it's like he's not. And you're right about that. Like he's just he's going to be second. Like that's kind of the way it's going to be. Uh, what's a what's a bet coming up for this weekend that you really like? Yeah, I uh, that, that Kansas City game. I, I peeked at it a little bit. Lines getting to seven on Denver. I don't think I'm going to take it. I do like the over in that game uh, quite a bit at 46. I think that this they when they played earlier in the season, it was a stinker. There were turnover on downs. There were turnovers in the red zone and short fields. It became field goals. A lot of stuff that makes that total seem lower. The, the Broncos have explosive play potential when they're throwing the football. This team is going to be effective when they're pushing the ball deep downfield. You've seen them actually look like by EPA, by success rate, like a semi-decent offense. They haven't had the point production for it, but they have the ability to get there. And then I think offensively, the Chiefs are rounding into form week in and week out. I'd be surprised if they have as poor of a performance against advanced Joseph defense that's just been so susceptible, especially to the deep ball this season. So I do like over 46 in that game when we're talking uh, AFC contenders. Chiefs, uh, Broncos, I can see being surprisingly high scoring for the way that they played one another the first time around. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal Football Friday. Talking week eight in the National Football League with the awesome Benjamin Solak of The Ringer and The Ringer NFL Show. He is on Twitter at his name, at, uh, at Benjamin Solak. Uh, ben, I teased it earlier in the interview, uh, so I'll ask you. Do you think the Ravens are going to cover a huge number this weekend on the road at the Cardinals? Uh, about nine and a half right now. Maybe this goes to ten. And in case you didn't see it, this happened like a little while ago. Cardinals officially listing Kyler Murray as doubtful for this game, which means yeah. we are extremely likely, obviously, to get at least one more game of Josh Dobbs as Cardinals starting quarterback. Yeah, and with, with the trade deadline coming up, I think that makes sense. You kind of just, you know, don't play Kyler until the deadline passes and just let, you know, in case there's phone calls, you know, no injuries, no, you know, re-injuries and whatever. Uh, I The Ravens are, like, by my by my rankings, they're, like, 11 and a half points better than the Cardinals. I like uh, Lamar against Jonathan Gannon defense, where, okay, they play a ton of zone, but he's been so effective passing this year. Should be able to move the ball freely. I love this defense against a, a, a Josh Dobbs coach unit that does, or Josh Dobbs brand unit that doesn't have a lot of offensive firepower. But this does feel a little... A little stinky, just with uh, uh, the Ravens coming off of as big of a win as they had against the Lions. The Ravens also tend to be a team that just play lesser opponents a little bit closer than they should. Don't necessarily slam the door uh, on, on on opponents with big wins like that. They'll turn into a run-first team, into a short-yardage team pretty quickly in the second half if they're nursing a lead. So I, I think they're better. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up like an 11-point win, a 13-point win. I personally won't take this because I do think this is a spot where the Ravens aren't going to jump out to a huge lead the way they did against the Lions. They just typically don't do that. And accordingly, you're going to be worried about the back door the, the entire second half. I don't need that for myself. I'm staying away from this one. <laughs> ben, a topic that we, we've discussed that. a little feel, bit this week. I feel week. the same way sometimes yeah. when I handicap games. Like, I don't want to do this for three hours no, to myself. Absolutely. Right. No, I, I, if, if I had a stronger number and it was a system play and I like really believed in it, then absolutely, let's go for it. As it is where I'm like, oh, I'm taking it because I have a lean that way. No, I don't need this stress in my life. My blood pressure is high enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a related story, I gave out Indiana plus 32 against uh, Penn State on Saturday, which yeah, is like ex exactly one of those situations. Not so a pleasant really experience, we're, yeah. We're looking forward to that. Uh, ben, in about like 90 seconds here, a topic we've done on the show this week is, okay, like is a really bad team about to be the last NFC playoff seed? Like, okay, like we do the four division winners. You got mm -hmm. Dallas as the five, Seattle as the six for right now. And then you look and you just go, and who? Like, an NFC South team that doesn't win the division. Minnesota and Green Bay both play each other this week. I think like Minnesota definitely feels like maybe they can get back into things. There's a lot of potential options. None of them very good. Giants, commanders, like who gets the seven here in like 90 seconds? 
Yeah, I think the Vikings are, are a good candidate uh, to, to stay strong, get Justin Jefferson back, make a run. Brian Flores is a handful to deal with as a defensive coordinator, man. He's a really good game planner. I would not want to face the Vikings like as a 2-7 seed. That's just a headache I don't want to deal with. The one team I would mention that you didn't is the Rams. It's tough to get three out of a division, especially NF- NFC West. They're all going to play each other. The Rams offensively have what they're – they want Matthew Stafford, Sean McVay offense with Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua. We can score points, right? We know we can do this. Defensively, they're so young. But here's the thing about young teams. They get better. The young guys get out there and they get reps and they improve and they settle in. Uh, and I think you're starting to see that along their defensive line a little bit in their coverage as well. Uh, as long as that offense can keep them afloat and keep the record there, I wouldn't be surprised if defensively in December, they're enough to kind of get over the hill, be a, 500, a, a game better than 500, maybe sneak in as the seventh seed. So the Rams are a team that, a lot of it depends on how well they win one-score games, how well they hang record-wise in these months. But I wouldn't be surprised if defensively they'd pick things up and they feel like they could be a playoff team down the stretch. Ben, 20 seconds to go here. Who wins on Sunday, the Giants or the Jets? The Giants. They're playing the better quarterback this time. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, uh, just a nice, <laughs> nice, effective veteran starter there uh, in New York with, with, with the Giants. This is a disgusting game. I do think the Giants win it, but uh, I, I won't be pleased watching it. Oh, I, if the Giants win, I'll be very pleased watching it as a, yeah. as a lifelong Giants fan. Well, the Jets fans in my life, uh, they're all my friends chirping me this week. Uh, ben, you're awesome, and we're not just saying that because you're on the show. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'd like want to have you on the show more, but no, you're very busy. Ben is awesome. Follow him on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. Check out his work over at The Ringer and The Ringer NFL show in podcast form. My friend, thank you so much for the time. Best of luck with the bets this weekend, and we look forward to catching up with you down the line. I appreciate it, fellas. Y'all be well. Our friend Ben Solak joining us here on You Better, You Bet. He's like this, like, I mean, I feel like it's obvious. Like, he's, like, exceptional when it comes to breaking this stuff down. Teams in the bucket. I was like, I don't think I need that many teams. I'm probably short-sighted on some of these teams. Like, he wants a lot of teams. I don't want a lot of teams. He doesn't have, he doesn't have Cincinnati in. Maybe I'm nuts about that. Everybody's got a different bucket right now. That's okay. We're going to figure this out pretty soon. I think the what the team that's really interesting that he talked about was Baltimore, and maybe we'll get a better sense of what Baltimore is sure. if they like stomp the Cardinals on Sunday. If you're watching on Stadium, you want to check out the final hour. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. We'll give you basketball bets for tonight, hockey bets for tonight, baseball bets for tonight, and NFL bets for Sunday. We'll be right back with you. Better you bet. Presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus 